for Pemina Valley Mental Health Awareness Week with Loadline City of Winkler and Morden Fire and Rescue. This morning, we are joined by Richard Bage from Altona. Richard, good morning. Morning. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you. And uh, you, you came in from Altona this morning and you said the roads are, are looking okay today. Roads are great. Highways are plowed. People out much earlier than I was keeping our highways looking good. Great shout out to them. Absolutely. A good day in the Pemina Valley for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's awesome to have you back for Pemina Valley Mental Health Awareness Week. And so, uh, Richard, for those that may not know uh, you know who you are, what you do in Altona, talk about uh, you know, your background there in Altona. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I've been living in Altona, my wife and I, for about the last 15 years now. Uh, for the last four years, I've had the privilege of serving as uh, the lead pastor of the South Park Mennonite Brethren Church. Uh, in addition to that, I am also the chaplain for our local uh, fire department. Right on. That all probably keeps you uh, rather busy. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and this week we're talking about mental health here on the Eagle Morning Show. And over the over the four years you said you've been working there, have you seen uh, kind of mental health and talking about mental health become more uh, you know a, a forefront? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think as more people do you know, awareness building, even like you guys are this week, uh, it, it creates space for more people uh, to, to talk about this. And I think now more than ever, it's incredibly important, um, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we've seen the, 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 the downside, I think, of, you know, particularly young people having to be isolated for weeks and months and even years on end. And that's definitely taken a toll on a lot of people. And so coming out of that, I think we're starting to see some of the negative uh, consequences of that. And so, like I said before, more than ever, uh, we need to be talking about the reality of mental health. Yeah, and getting together and talking about it with other people. I know in my life, you know, over the past couple of years, I've heard uh, people talk about their mental health. Where it's, it was like, oh, I never thought I'd, I'd hear you talking about these things that way. But it's always awesome to, to hear people talking about it. Yeah, and I think, I think too, when we do that, um, the more people that are talking about it, the more people that are willing to be honest with their family, with their friends um, about how they're about how they're actually feeling. One of the good things that comes out of that is in a way it actually normalizes it, right? So if you're willing to be vulnerable with me and, and talk about how you're feeling, and in a lot of ways that, that now gives me permission uh, to talk about how I'm feeling when perhaps I might have been, you know, a little bit hesitant or worried. Is he going to get it? Um, and so, yeah, I think the more people that are talking about it, the more uh, we do awareness campaigns like the one that you're doing, um, only good things are going to come out of this. And uh, Richard, this morning we really wanted to talk about uh, about your story and about how you uh, got passionate about about mental health. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, my story is actually my dad's story. Um, for years, my dad struggled with his own mental health issues, with uh, his own depression. This goes like way back to like mid and late 90s when i mean back then we just didn't have the language uh to talk about these things like we do now there certainly weren't the awareness campaigns in 1997 that we now have um and so in a lot of ways my dad just just struggled in silence and um long story short after um many let's call them failed 
uh, suicide attempts. Uh, just under 10 years ago, my dad was um, successful in, unfortunately successful in, in taking his life. And so for myself, my wife, my family, our friends, this was just this horribly tragic end to a heartbreaking story. And then from there, the, the question was kind of like, where do we go uh, from here? Um, at the time, I was serving as a youth pastor at a different church in Altona. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start there. So we Sunday morning, we shared with the congregation, hey, this is, um, this is what happened. And we would value your prayers as we say mourn the loss of my father. And what happened after the service in a lot of ways shocked uh, my wife and I. Uh, we were amazed at how many people stayed back and started talking about either their own mental health issues or shared the story of their loved one who struggled uh, with mental health. And as we were all sharing together, the, the, the common thread in all of these stories seemed to be, I thought I was the only one. I didn't know if there was any place that we could go. And so as tragic as it was, um, it was incredible to see how God could redeem something as ugly as that and redeem it um, for good. And the good has been this ability for for myself, for my wife to be able to say, hey, this is, this is our shared experience. This is what we observed. Uh, this was the hurt and the pain that we experienced as a result of this. And as a result of that, again, many people just kind of created space for others to say, hey, me too, me too. I struggle with that. My my daughter struggles. My dad struggles. And again, for a lot of these people, it was the first time that they had ever actually spoken spoken up about it and the pain that they were experiencing. And so it it, it really goes to show that uh, when one person starts talking about it, it can really create a, a chain of events and other people feel, oh, oh it's okay, I, I want to talk about this too. Yeah, and I mean, that that's exactly like what we were talking about earlier. And again, why thing, why campaigns like this are, are so important. Um, like I said, I've experienced in my own life the good things that can happen when that when that first person is willing to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm struggling or somebody that I love is struggling. Uh, and then again, how that single event creates space, opens doors uh, for other people to be able to share their stories as well. So if people are looking to kind of create a space where people can talk openly and freely, what are some steps that we can do that? Um, I think for a couple of things. Um, first of all, I think it's important to remember um, anybody can be a safe place for somebody. If you're a coach, if you're a music teacher, uh, if you're a school teacher, if you're a pastor, if you're a youth leader, um, if you're an aunt, uh, a good friend, um, anybody can be um, a safe place for people. And I think, too, one, one of the important things to remember is 
by being that safe place for someone, that does not mean that you need to solve all their problems. That's not what we're talking about here. That, that can seem incredibly daunting and overwhelming. I can't do that. I don't want to get involved. That's not, what, that's not what people need. Sometimes all people need is a place to be able to share their story free of judgment. Absolutely. And I th- again, anybody, anybody can do that, right? We, we can all be that safe place where without judgment – people can come and just share honestly um, about how they're feeling and where they're at at the moment. And just, again, that that, that first step in um, acknowledging uh, their own struggles and their own mental health needs. And that can really make a difference. And there's a lot of people in the Pemina Valley who are uh, also making it their mission to be a a safe place. Oh, absolutely. And Again, as as awareness grows, as we talk about this more, uh, there are a lot of people. You know, like I said, those teachers, uh, those coaches, uh, those those youth leaders, those pastors, those friends, those uncles, those aunts uh, that are doing that. And so, uh, just very quickly, if that is you, uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, thank you for being that safe place. Uh, for the for people in your life, thank you for being that safe place, particularly uh, for young people in our community. Uh, we need more people like you. So again, thank you for what you're doing. Right on, and thank you so much, Richard, for coming in this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for having me.